welcome to a special edition of the Tutto Dopio podcast. This is a show about an American couple totally in love who unplug and unhook and leave the heartland of America for a beautiful little farm in rural Italy. Thank you for downloading the podcast. I am your co-host, Bob, and I'm joined by my lovely wife and beautiful co-co-host, Gina. Say hi, Gina. Hi. What do we have today? What's the special event? But it's the first. It's the first time we've done this. Right. So it's uh, our neighbors, Arnie and Terry, um, talking about Cassoulet, their annual event. And frankly, it, it was unbelievably fantastic. And I think we are going to be booted from the Sunday time slot. Like right. They could take over and... And be the Tuto Dopio podcasters. Forget about Tuto Dopio, but they'll just take over podcasting. Terry wanted to know on like all the how tos and you know the equipment and all that kind of stuff. Forget it, Terry. I'm not giving you any hints after this. I know it was I feel it, threatened. It was great. You had set up three mics. Arnie chose to stand, like very official, and I'm sitting there, and and Terry is just completely at ease, and it was it was a really great time. So, right. so here's Gina's interview of Terry and Arnie talking about a French dish, uh, a cassoulet, and a party that they've been doing for 21 years. Okay, so this is very exciting for us. We actually have. Our first guests on the podcast, Arnie and Terry from down the street. We talked about them or we highlighted them in Meal of the Week, the last episode. And when we were there for dinner, I asked Terry and Arnie to talk about cassoulet. So Terry and Arnie are um, complete Francophiles, love France, love traveling, (laughs) and have started a tradition. Um, And so I thought, oh, this would be great if you would come and talk to us about what this means. So first... Hi, Terry. Hi. Hi, Arnie. Hello. So first, tell us what cassoulet is. Cassoulet is a French dish. It's a leftover dish, in effect, um, which means it's not all that hard to make. Um, it it uh, is a lot easier to make than people think. And in most, uh, mostly in the southwest of France, a lot of beans, white beans, and whatever things were left over from that week. So uh, there's almost always duck in it, sausage, and pork. Um, Some people put lamb in it. Uh, Many different cities in the southwest of France argue over how you make the correct cassoulet, how many times you break the crust, Uh, do you put lamb in it, do you not put lamb in it, those sorts of things. He's being a little shy because he says it's not hard. He used to take two days off of work to do this. We always have it on a Saturday and Thursday and Friday would be spent making the leftovers. So he'd cook the lamb separately. He'd cook the duck separately. And then you put it all together on the day of the party and throw it in the oven for six hours? Four yeah, hours? it cooks about four hours the first night. On, and, and Terry's right, you're really making leftovers. So you make everything individual, individualized Friday. You put it together. It cooks for about four hours Friday night. Then Saturday, I usually add duck confit. Uh, sadly, we don't make our own duck confit. We <laughs> buy duck confit. And, um, we but think, I bet you could. But we you, could, if you yes. To. And it cooks for another four hours. We just think if you put duck confit in it and cooked it for eight hours, it would probably just fall apart too much. Well, you used to do the duck, and then it was just so gross. Our, our, you had to rip it apart and put it in pieces our, and stuff. And I was like, ugh, let's our, just have the pretty little duck confit sticking up. Our first recipe 
amazingly from the Silver Palette Cookbook talked about a heart healthy cassoulet. And <laughs> it was healthy, heart healthy, because presumably you would skin the duck. So you'd roast a duck, then you would skin it. It was pretty disgusting to do all that. And we just thought, buy duck confit. It's not that expensive, <laughs> a lot easier. Heart healthy, and you used to like take a blender and and blend a, a pound of salt pork, a this pound pork of fat stuff. We don't do that anymore, <laughs> um, you know. But I do require people to come over with a note from their cardiologist um, before they could eat. <laughs> so you probably want to get that right now. Okay, so Terry, yes, tell us about how the annual cassoulet party started. Okay started as a birthday present for me and it was in 1993 so this is our 21st year of this um arnie said what would you like for your birthday and he says how about if i make cassoulet we'd had it once in france and it was like so good so i said are you sure can you do that yeah 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 we've got this recipe so we had people over and it was wonderful and a special night and then next year we did and the next year we did and the next year we did and then finally about four years ago i said you know i want my birthday back because I didn't want to be the center of attention at it, but yet I love my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so we moved it to um, February and March, sometime in that. And it's actually escalated every year. I keep track of every single detail of the party. I know what china goes on what table, what napkins go. And we just... Um, Three tables. Three right. tables. I mean, typically, how many people? We we were invited last year, and it was 26. 26, 26 people. yeah. So your unbelievably beautiful dining room is set up. Yep. Your fantastic kitchen is set up. We have a table of 10 in the dining room, a table of 10, and another table of six in the kitchen. Well, I was worried that some tables would be more fun than others. <laughs> so, and everybody used to say, "How? why am I sitting next to so-and-so? Because I would put the names on the t on the table play settings okay so i have everybody just draw from a fishbowl where they're going to sit and they have to go find that spot on the table and then halfway through the dinner they draw again and everybody moves we've done a lot of things now that are easier than they used to be because we keep track of so much stuff so the invitation you got the same invitation last year as you got this year. We just update it with the dates. But for people who are coming the first time that get it, they always will call back or ask somebody who's gone before because I always say dress is snappy casual. And they go, so what's snappy casual? <laughs> so people talk amongst themselves to get ready mm -hmm. for the party. you know. So we know, for example, 26 people. Uh, we were uh, studying this morning and practicing for this. So. <laughs> And, you know, I'm having trouble seeing the TV camera. Uh, I keep looking around for the TV camera, but it must be there somewhere. So, but we did study and review things from last year, and we went through 14 and a half bottles of red wine. Uh, I believe it was eight bottles of champagne, mm -hmm. one bottle of white wine, uh, and a half bottle of Maker's Mark. We have one friend who will only drink Maker's Mark and Diet 7 Up, and it will be there for him, and another who drinks only vodka. And we went through a half bottle of vodka. We so we, we know what... We get so we get things on purpose. Obviously, I mail ordered um, my food already, so I get six pounds of beans. Uh, last year, actually, I had seven pounds, but we really only needed six from New York. From New York at a great place, D'Artagnan. A um, couple garlic sausages from there. I used to get it here from a place that then went out of business. Um, 
get my fresh ham hocks I get from Global Market. It's very hard to get fresh ham hocks. Usually they're smoked, and that would be too much flavor, too smoky for this dish. So I ordered those the other day. We order about a pound of a, th- of a French thing. It's sort of like the Italian's pancetta, ventresci, I believe is how you pronounce it, and little pieces of bacon or pork that uh, goes in it. And um, I think about uh, 12 uh, duck confits. Oh, wow. And 24 pieces of lamb sauce of um, uh, cut-up lamb, for, which comes actually from Straub's, our little grocery store. <laughs> because with 26 people, we do have... One vegetarian who we will make salmon for. And we have two others who are vegetarians, but they break it for that evening. I mean, you guys are unbelievable hosts. So what is it about this event that is either different or similar to how you typically entertain? 26 people is a lot. Um, my life changed when we hired people to help. <laughs> we cook everything, but we have people cleaning the, cleaning up as we go. And so all of a sudden, it wasn't a bunch of work for both of us. We could kind of relax. And, of course, we are there to answer questions and stuff. But that was just a remarkable thing. Um, but, yeah, we well, don't usually have that many people. But we do like to entertain. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would say the, the other th- every year we change something slightly. I mean, Terry will make three or four or five desserts. We have always had a cheese course of five cheeses. Oh, I and we that. go mm. around and pass those around. The amazing thing is people get intimidated. They don't do that much. They don't take that much of the cheese. So actually this year we may just get one wheel of some, we hope, perfect camembert and, and have that as part of the desserts and not do a, a cheese course. So in terms of entertaining, and we've eaten here, and we know that you guys are amazing and, uh, at making people feel at home and having great food, too. I mean, you want to make your guests comfortable. You want to make people feel happy. So you want wine that's good. You know, I mean, we know our friends who will only drink vodka or Maker's Mark, and we're always obsessive about, do we have the right thing for the people who are coming? And for the salmon, for the one person who's a vegetarian. And... You know, that just puts people at ease and, you know, food, and you guys are totally like this. Food's about friends, laughter, family, um, maybe not so much family, <laughs> uh, but friends and laughter f- for sure, uh, and having a really nice, sweet time. Terry, mm-hmm. tell us about the pots, because that's a special part, part okay. of cassoulet. <laughs> right? Yes. And you make it... In a pot. Yes, it's called a casole, and they're made. There's only one place that it's being made now, um, and that is by Carcassonne. Yeah, it's near. It's a small town near Carcassonne. And so, on our trip, on one of our French trips, we decided we needed to go get these. And so we were driving around, and we had the Severe magazine with us, and we're looking, looking, and all of a sudden, oh, there they are, there they are, yeah, yeah, yeah! Get out of the car! I'm squealing, I'm running up, and the man comes out and he goes, no, no, no. And I go, Cazoulet, Cazoulet. He goes, no, 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 Jardin, Jardin. And I go, well, it's Cal-. And Arnie goes, stop, Terry, stop. These, this is a garden store. Yeah, we are at a nursery. <laughs> it looks like a <laughs> kid pots for the backyard, but not for cooking Cazoulet. Pot of pots. <laughs> 
So, and I'm sure there was, what's that, what's, what can't you have um, in glazes? The glaze. Uh, was wrong, and so people would die from eating um, glaze. Oh, yeah. And what's it wouldn't it work in the Iron or something. It, yeah, it's the stuff you can't, because you can't buy pottery from Mexico. Yeah, so... Anyway, so I he spoke no English. I speak no French, but I'm very good at um, charades language. and sign language and stuff. And so I said, Monsieur Nut, Monsieur Nut, Monsieur Nut. He goes, blah, 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 and he tells me, and I go, down the road to the left, on the right. He goes, yes. And so he gave me all of the directions oh. in French. I give them back to him in English. We agree to this, and off Arnie and I go. And about a half hour later... We pull up to this dilapidated barn. The road got smaller and smaller and smaller until it was just two lanes. You know where the tire marks are? Right off a canal. Right off a canal. And there it is, the pottery. We went in and we got our two big pots. They probably weigh 10 pounds each. And we can carry them back on the plane. They were not expensive. The amazing thing was of all the things, when you think about things you buy on vacations that you you know, love, mm-hmm. you know, some things are small and very expensive. These were heavy as hell and inexpensive. And you could actually mail order them now from someplace in Philadelphia, but I believe they write on a, either his name or Cassoulet or something. Um, but there's one place in this country that, you know, in this global marketplace, everybody, you know, you could buy anything now. And you carried them back on the plane. They, yes. So overhead at your feet? And, you know, I'm not sure which it was. <laughs> Close to my heart. <laughs> your lap. <laughs> so we've used these, we use these once a year now since probably about the year 2000. We read about this. Uh, Terry mentioned Sylvia Magazine. They had a story um, called Searching for Cassoulet. And they talked about this potter, Monsieur Nott, who uses, it's the red clay of the little river there that I believe is called Issel. And the town is called Issel. And it's this tiny little town. And it's the heart of Cassoulet country. <laughs> Okay, you guys. So you've mentioned a, a few details, but I would you be willing to go through the timeline in preparation? Because whenever Bob and I have, well, we've never entertained 26 people at a time, but we often open the door after, and we haven't taken a shower, and we haven't changed our clothes, and we've never experienced that at your house. You guys are ready to go to welcome your guests. So clearly this takes a fair amount of planning. We had one year we had guests show up an hour early. Oh, <laughs> and we were we were really organized that year, so everything worked fine. But there were the few last minute things that you do, and so all of a sudden they were aghast that they were there an hour early. <laughs> so sit down and have some champagne. I'll be right with you. You know, um, I'm a list maker, so through the years I have it on my computer, and every year I update it and what it is, and it's as specific as. Um, Two weeks before, we got to do Is this. Is that when it starts? Like, I mean, the serious get into gear. Well, a month before, about a month before, I order the placemats to make sure we have plenty of them because they're those special kind that I love. And then as it gets closer, it gets to be two weeks out, one week out, um, day be- five days out, four, three, two, one. And the day of, I have it by the hour oh of what goodness. we need to do. And it ends with... We will not pay the people who help us until they've blown the candle out in the bathroom because we learned that the hard way. So they, they all know they have to go. I'll go as the and so it makes everybody remember. You know, even if you have a really successful party and you wake up the next morning and the candles burn the house down, it, it puts a damper on that party. <laughs> yeah. 
But I, I mean, I have on the hour thing is when to put out the butter so it's soft for the bread. And I mean, it, it, th- those are minutia details, but they also make it so much easier. We just go down and Linda and Mark coming in from California. Where's the list? They know what they do. I mean, it just, it's fabulous. The timeline, it actually about eight weeks ahead of time, we invite people and we make sure we hire Alan and Charlotte who've been with us for probably yes. four or five, six years and who do a great job. And then the timeline, Terry's right. So on Friday morning, when I get up, I start cooking and, you know, really it's cooking the beans, which take six, cooking six pounds of beans takes a couple hours in a giant pot. And then in another big pot, I have the ham hocks cooking, I believe both with like quartered onions and they cook for a couple hours. And then once everything's done, you start assembling those things. And then for me, um, I also have the timeline where, okay, I have to put the lamb in and brown the lamb. I have to um, cut up some carrots and some onions and brown them. Uh, I have to deglaze a pot with dry vermouth and add that in. Uh, you know, so they're all little things. If I didn't do one of them, it wouldn't be any big disaster. But one after another after another, and ahead of time I call up and I order my 24 pieces of lamb stew meat from Straub's. I ordered my six ham hocks from Global Market yesterday, six in a bag, and they skin them for me. So I, And I ask for the skin, so I get the um, skin in another bag, and they ask me about 39 <laughs> times, are you sure you want the skin? <laughs> but that goes on top of the beans so that they don't dry out. Uh, and then get thrown and, out. And Saturday, the day of the party, is a really busy day. So I try to figure out what can I do the other day so I can make the boozy prunes. This is a dessert that we have every year. Very French. Mm-hmm. It's very French. It's um, uh, cinnamon sticks and prunes and a lot of brandy. Um, Armagnac. Armagnac. And that, and some sugar and some ginger, and then we serve that with ice cream. So I can make that the day before and kind of munch on them. And well, when- and and that morning, the other thing that is amazing is Francisco, who lives in an apartment oh, on yes. our third floor, oh, yeah. goes and buys flowers and does these amazing uh, vases. Yeah. And he would do them for every table. And last year he did what. Uh, 20, was it 26? It was probably not 26, but it was probably 12 to 16 the, flower arrangements. Yeah, the tables of 10 have them going down the middle, and then there's three on the little mm-hmm. table of six, and they're mm-hmm. just spectacular. Yes. Every year he outdoes it. The other thing is about five, six years ago, Ken Miller, who's a really good friend of ours, he owns um, the Bug Store in St. Louis, or two of them, one in Kirkwood and one next to Gringo Jones. And <laughs> uh, commercial, nice Ken, one. that's a commercial for you. <laughs> And um, he would bring gifts for people. So he would oh. bring things for the garden, or he would bring bracelets. One year he brought these cool Purse. beaded purses. Oh, my um, gosh. And so he so started the party favors. We missed that. He yeah. started the party favors, really. He oh. missed last year as he was in China on business, so we took over. Mm-hmm. So, But we're really hoping, if Ken's listening to this, that he brings some spectacular so things for our guests. <laughs> I've got an extra purse. I'll give it to you. <laughs> So, Castellet party, everything's cleaned up, either you're getting ready to go to bed, or the next morning at breakfast, what do you remember most? Ooh. We, I, we always reminisce about the, like, did everybody have a good time? We start saying, wasn't it funny when so-and-so said this, or, and so we go through the night, we go through the night about what worked, what didn't, or... It's not usually what didn't do. It's just we start telling funny stories about it. What we love, though, is, you know, traditions are great, and they're, they can be scary, too, that, you know, 
you have to change tradition. So we used to do this in November. Now we do it in February or March. But we have a niece and nephew who we love from San Francisco. And Mark and Linda have come every year for the last seven, eight, nine years. Sometimes Mark can't because of business, but Linda's always come, and they're both coming now. So we love it that we love them. So it's a great excuse to see them and for them to come. They help a lot too, which is great. And, you know, they're sweethearts. So, so we love that when people meet people, and there are a lot of relationships that get made there, that people become Facebook friends after the party, or they just like each other, and they see them once a year, and it's very sweet and cute. You know, the guest list has changed sometimes because when we both used to work, you know, we had a lot of work colleagues. And as we've sort of changed our lives, um, we have more friends, more neighbors uh, who we like a lot, family members, you know, who come to it. So I think people look forward. We hope people look forward to it, that it's not, oh, man, we got to go and eat, eat this white <laughs> bean stuff again, you oh, know, no. this glop. You know, we <laughs> hope that they look at it and think, Hey, cool! It's a it's a fun evening of too much wine, uh, and I think of the twenty six people this year. Something like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen live on this block, so they will be at a waddle home, and you know. So we like the relationships that people have of having a good time. Thank you, you guys. That was great. Yeah, thank you. Thanks <laughs> for having fun. us. It Our was first fun. Podcast. <laughs> Just awesome. Thanks again, Terry and Arnie, for doing that. Love you. Did a great job Thank with you. the interview. Tell people how they can get a hold of us. Great. So if you want to send us an email, our email address is tutodopio at gmail.com. That's T-U-T-T-O-D-O-P-P-I-O at gmail.com. You can visit us online at tutodopio.com um, or like us on Facebook. Just look for tutodopio. Oh, and finally, my favorite part, oh here my. it comes. Follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is tuto underscore dopio. T-U-T-T-O underscore D-O-P-P-I-O. And if you like the podcast, be sure to give it a review or a rating on iTunes. It really helps other people um, find it. Let your friends know. Let your neighbors know. Let your family know. Torture your children with it. Gina, boca al lupo. Crepi el lupo. Ciao. Ciao, 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 ciao. <laughs>